Hey friends, so I'm gonna try to continue with this mini series of death in the everyday and just periodically create these episodes in which instead of interviewing someone about their direct experience, just kind of name and talk through and process a little bit of ways that I see death showing up just in our everyday lives and things around us. Um, and so I'm kind of likening it a little bit to a crow, which crows and ravens are often a symbol of death. Um, I think partially because they uh, show up in big groups called murders. <laughs> and I think because also they eat other dead things. <laughs> and so they show up in spaces where death is already happening. Um, also hold funerals for other crows. And so one of the theories behind this is that they all gather to see a dead crow and part of their flock and to learn and observe how they died so that they can communicate with each other and learn from how that happened. And so it looks a little bit like a funeral and maybe they are grieving and mourning the loss of their community member. The other thing that I think brings crows to mind when I'm thinking about this little mini series is that they're very observant and they love and are attracted to shiny things and little things that they pick up and they put in their nests and they share with each other and put out as little gifts. And so um, I'm kind of thinking about this mini series as me picking up little gems or jewels or trinkets of things that I observe or notice and then just kind of laying them out for you all. And it's also, I like to think of it too as going for a walk and just pointing out and noticing and observing things with, I don't know, maybe this is kind of cheesy, but with like death colored glasses on, right? So with the lens of death and grief and loss, what are the things that I'm seeing and noticing that maybe I wouldn't see or notice if I wasn't seeking them out or paying attention to them? And so I'll just kind of bring up a few little things here and there. And I as much as possible, would love for this to feel like dialogue in the sense that if there are reactions you have, thoughts, um, comments, questions, your own suggestions, um, I would love to hear from you and feel free to drop that into any communication or media form that feels best to you or just reach out to me directly and maybe I can incorporate some dialogue in the next episode. But really, it's just... You know, it's interesting to me that this is such a taboo topic and something that we don't really like talking about or thinking about or noticing or paying attention to. And so I think there's a limit to where, there, you know, people talk about a morbid fascination or I don't want to deny or limit us in celebrating life and beautiful things and wonderful things. But I do think it's also important to have this process of paying attention to the death in our lives because it helps, as I've talked about in, with folks in many interviews, that helps us refocus or appreciate or observe or notice or value the things that we do have um, or the people that we do have in our lives. And so on today's little mini episode, I'm going to talk about um, a poem that I read that I really, really love. I'm going to talk a little bit about an update around this podcast project. And then I'm going to share about a song that I really, really love and appreciate 
um, that speaks to death. And I'm going to talk about how that song relates to a new article or a new concept in science that I've learned about recently. So thanks for joining me and curious to hear what you have to think about some of these little crow-like picking up fascinations and curiosities um, of death in our everyday lives. is the fact that I haven't produced an episode in over a year, which to me is like a mini death, right? Like the project stopped for um, 12 months and just wanted to talk through that a little bit with you guys, um, you listeners out there and name that I was pretty close to stopping the entire project and letting it go completely. I talked about this with a few friends And on one hand, it felt like it was totally okay and appropriate to let it go. I listened to a beautiful interview with Adrienne Marie Brown, who's an activist, um, a woman of color, a queer person, a self-proclaimed witch and oracle. Like she's just a wonderful human being and I really admire her stuff. And anyways, this interview with her, she was talking about how these groups and organizations that she works with and does consulting work for is that so often people will organize or get together around a specific cause and they'll meet a goal and then, um, and then they'll be like, okay, what's the next goal? As opposed to spending some time and thinking about like, did we achieve what we needed to achieve and then let this, let this end or let this go like that. It just is so countercultural for us to be like, that's done now. I'm done with that. Um, or to just let things fade away with peace and respect and not necessarily holding on to things or, you know, or even this model of growth, like it has to get bigger, it has to get better, it has to keep expanding. And so I I really thought about that a lot with this project. Like I produced a couple dozen really lovely episodes, like does it need to continue onward? And was really in a space where, you know, for the last year I've been doing this job in a hospital working with palliative care. So seeing people at end of life. And so to be honest, I have these conversations for a living right now. um, And it felt really hard to muster up the energy to do, to do more of this as a side project, to, to be at work all day talking with people about death and dying and grief, and then come home and be like, let's talk more about death and dying and grief. It's like, you know, when farmers or gardeners or landscapers come home and then their, you know, their friends or their neighbors are like, do you want to help me? plant my garden? People are like, no, (laughs) I've done that all day. Um, But so, you know, I I came pretty close to letting things die with this project. And the thing that pulled me back in was that people kept asking me about it, which means a great deal to me. Folks would often check and be like, have you made another episode? How's it going? Like, and, um, and then people have asked about being involved in episodes. And so I feel like this project will die at some point. It's inevitable. Everything does. Um, but for now, I think it feels good to 
pull it back up again and, and re-engage and produce some more episodes. And so I just wanted to name that for everyone in full transparency that, um, yeah, this is part of a project. This is part of creative work. I think there are moments where things feel like they're dying or there's a stagnancy or a loss of momentum or a loss of energy around it. And, and I think it's totally okay for things to, to then end there. Um, but I'm really honored and delighted and excited to start up again. And I have some more really fun projects in mind and collaborations and conversations. And so I'm um, excited for this to have picked up again. And so, yeah, just kind of want to name that as a, a meta experience, right? A death project and the death of potential death of that death project. So anyway, that, so that's one thing that I've been thinking about and wrestling with over the past few months. The other piece that I wanted to bring into this short episode about death in the everyday is a poem that I discovered that I think is really beautiful. And, you know, I'll, I'll name another piece that I'm struggling with a little bit with the podcast is knowing what things I can put in an episode. So there are all these like copyright protection laws, which I respect and I think they're important. Would I love to put in sound clips from movies and, and songs? Absolutely. I think that would really enrich content. Um, and I, I'm not allowed to do that. And I'm not exactly sure, not exactly sure if I'm allowed to read a poem on the podcast that isn't one I wrote. Um, so I'm not sure where that fits in with things. If any of you are hearing this and you're like, oh, I know the answer to that, please send me a message because I'm learning as I go through this. And the internet, of course, is a confusing and overwhelming place full of too much information. But so there's a poem that my coworker has up in her office and I, I love it a lot. And it's a very nature-rooted poem. It's, so I'm not going to read the whole thing, um, but I am going to tell you about it if you want to look it up. It's called Life After Death. And it's written by someone named Laura Gilpin. It's essentially this analogy about how in nature uh, we see this life cycle of a tree that, you know, dies and then becomes a part, a very, very rich and nourishing part of the forest around it, even in its death. And, you know, I've seen this on hikes a million times, like the nurse logs that are covered in mushrooms and beetles and saplings and they're you know feeding the forest floor with their their nutrients the line that i really love from this poem that i think is so beautiful and such a such a poignant reminder is um, she's talking about this tree and then she says so that nothing is wasted in nature or in love so that nothing is wasted in nature or love and I think this feels a little bit like telling a punchline without doing the setup for the joke. <laughs> but, you know, I think when we're talking about death in our, the people in our lives, this analogy is really profound because we can see very clearly, well, yeah, of course, a dead tree is like contributing back to the forest. That's a really important part of the cycle. But I think when we see it in people, we think, no, 
this is not an important part of the cycle. This is a waste. This is a loss. This is, we're purely just losing this person. It's not such a literal or visual or obvious transformation from their body becoming something that we can use or see or absorb. Um, but I love this concept of our love and their love to us is not wasted when they go. In fact, it's, you know, in my experience, often even more rich, even more deeply rooted, even more around us. And, you know, I've talked about this many times on the podcast here. I feel like I always want to be wary and hesitant of over-romanticizing death. You know, I know that there's a lot of pain and grief associated with losing people, especially when it's at an unexpected time or age. Um, but I also don't want to underestimate this idea that, that in my experience, death is also a generative action, if that makes sense. You know, we lose someone and we pay a lot of attention to them in that process. And they become a big part of our consciousness and our subconsciousness and our hearts and our minds and our souls and our spirits. And often there's an added focus on who they are, who they were, what's important to them, um, how they fit into our lives, honoring them, remembering them legacy work. And so anyway, I am not here to preach, but I just, I really, really love that image that I think so often we think, oh, that person died, they're gone. Um, they've disappeared, they're gone forever. But I really like that analogy of more of a nurse log model where that individual is dead, but they're still very, very much a part of our ecosystem, of our community. They're still very much contributing through their death. Um, and I'm happy if you want to argue with me about this or push back or, you know, if this doesn't resonate or sit well with you, that is okay. That's, that's what all this is for, is for a wide variety of opinions. But I just wanted to share that piece. I, I see that poem every time I walk into her office and um, yeah, I just feel myself settle a little bit. Oh yeah, that's right. Like death and dying and loss and grief is hard and there is beauty within that too. And this, is, I think it really points to what some of the beauty is or the potential beauty. So Life After Death by Laura Gilpin. Go check it out. Read the whole thing. I, I highly recommend it. There's another song lyric, which is essentially a poem put to music, <laughs> but there's a song that I adore that I wanted to bring to everybody's attention who's listening. Um, I, I'm not allowed to play music on the podcast, um, but I'm going to tell you the name of it and then who sings it and some of the lyrics. And I just, I highly recommend at some point when you have a quiet moment or you're driving and it feels peaceful and you're feeling con contemplative, 
contemplative, that you check out this song by Big Thief. It's called Change. And it speaks to a lot of different types of change. And I think the lyrics are so beautiful, but it really specifically mentions death. And so the lyrics that I really love go, would you live forever and never die while everything around you passes? And then later it says, death is like a door to a place we've never been before. Death like space, the deep sea, or a suitcase. So again, it doesn't do it quite justice to not hear the music and listen to um, the beautiful sounds of the song. It, it's very poignant to me. But um, I really like those lyrics of comparing death to space or the sea or a suitcase. Like the, To me, the image that comes up is this there's an empty, an empty space, a void, and we don't know what is in it. And especially the idea of death like a door, right? It's a transition. Um, and so, and, and they all imply change. They all imply that there's something is going to, something is going to transform in that process of dying. So, Yeah. I think I just wanted to put a plug in there for y'all to go listen to that song, Change by Big Thief. And um, yeah, let me know what you think if you listen to it. I think it's really beautiful. And I think it's lovely to have, we have a lot of songs about love out there in the world. And that's great. That's a universal theme. Um, it's something that people experience in all sorts of different ways. And it's highly relatable. And I personally really love it when there's a song that doesn't talk about love. I mean, this song does, so I guess I'm being hypocritical, but I love it when there are songs that just bring up some different topics or some new topics. And as someone who is very interested in death and dying, it's lovely to hear um, yeah, some mention of death in a song that's also about other things, but nice to hear death get a a shout out, um, just to kind of help normalize a little bit, you know, it's not, it's not something that it's not like a, he who shall not be named kind of phenomenon. It's something that I think is important that gets talked about and thought about and sung about and wrote about and all of those things. And then the lyric, would you live forever and never die for me brings up the one other thing that I wanted to talk about in this little death in the everyday series, which is a concept I've kind of heard floating around a little bit um, that I think is really fascinating and also terrifying, which is that there has been conversation that scientists out there somewhere in labs in the world are working on technology to stop the aging process for human beings. And the implication of that being that we could live either a lot, lot longer or not die. And I find both of those things highly offensive and unnatural and frustrating that we're spending energy working on that when there are so many problems we have with people that are just alive right now. And it just seems like the ultimate hubris of humanity to think that 
we are outside of the bounds of death and time and the change of time that happens to our bodies. So um, maybe a controversial thing to bring up would love would love your perspective if you have strong feelings about it. Um, but yeah, I think there will be huge consequences if that technology does roll out and not necessarily for the good. And I remember talking with a friend or a friend of a friend who sharing and relaying a story of kids in the forest talking about what they were observing. And I think some child had picked up a dead bird or a dead bug or something. And the kids were like, oh, this is so sad. Can we save it? And eventually this conversation rolled out that I thought was really beautiful, which was, what would the forest look like if nothing ever died? No tree ever died, no bug, no bird, no animal, no plant, nothing died. And I think one of the kids was like, it would be really crowded in there. (laughs) And I think that is a beautiful observation. And I think that applies to us too. I just think once again, to kind of circle back to this idea that instead of death being this enemy or this thing that we need to conquer, that it can be a really important part of our world, an important part of the life cycle. And that, you know, if things didn't die in the forest, we wouldn't have beetles to eat the decaying things and we wouldn't have mushrooms to help break down the the dying things and we wouldn't have predators because they wouldn't be able to eat anything because then that would imply that they died and yeah so anyway it's just kind of a I know this is a silly thought process but I think it's important to kind of take a step back sometimes when we're thinking like oh man it'd be awesome if I could live another 150 years then I could get a lot more done But I think what we, well, I'm just going to blame scientists, even though I think, I think science obviously is so wonderful and important, but whoever those scientists are out there, that they, I don't know. I just wonder if they've thought through what the consequences of that technology are rather than just how cool it might be to, to put it into place. Um, yeah, if you're interested in this topic, check it out. There are tons of articles about it online. Um, I believe they're trying to use a jellyfish for their genetic material that somehow is able to reset its cells as it's dying or injured. Um, I think that's a long way off for actually happening for us, but yeah, there's just some interesting research out there. Curious what you think about it. I have my opinion. You've heard it. Hot take over here. So those are just some little bits and bobs that I wanted to share with everybody. The ways that I'm seeing death showing up in the news and in in the world and on the radio and in poetry. Um, and yeah, every every few episodes I'll pop another one of these think out loud episodes where I'm just talking about how and where I'm seeing death show up. As always, thanks for being a part of this with me. I really enjoy and appreciate being able to dive in, dig in, explore, and do some reckoning around the topic of death and dying. I appreciate you being here with me.